0: Welcome to the Ignite Physio podcast. This podcast inspires physiotherapists and other health professionals to continue learning and growing in their practice and career. We explore professional issues with a fresh lens and delve into topics that help expand our capacity for growth. This is episode number 39 and I'm Andrew. And I'm Maxie. So today Maxie and I are building off of our conversation with Derry in our last episode and Derry talked about challenging the stories we tell ourselves. This week we wanted to explore the concept of healing and why as physiotherapists we may struggle with that concept of being a healer. And this topic really was triggered from reading an opinion piece from the New York Times called Doctor's Revolt. It's a great article and it shares the story of this resident physician's encounter with Dr. Bernard Loan. He's a professor and innovator in cardiac rehab. And he also wrote a book on healing called The Lost Art of Healing. And now he was a patient in this residence hospital. And the resident was challenged by Dr. Lohan about the need for vitals every four hours and how disruptive this was for his rest and healing. And he goes on to share how the hospital he lamented is more like a factory. It tests every ache and treats every laboratory abnormality, but it does little to heal its patients. Treating and healing are both necessary, but modern health care too often disregards the latter. And I know that uh, Max and I, we both really uh, resonated with this message in the article and this return to healing. And we thought this would be a great uh, episode to start to open up, uh, you know, this topic a- around healing, but also just talk about some of the other things that we really liked about this, uh, this self-reflection piece by uh, this resident physician.
1: Yeah, you know, um, and I want to shout out to uh, Janet Holly. Because Janet, I think, was the one who tweeted this out and and added me, yeah, <laughs> on the tweet, and uh, and you know, it's been a definitely been an article that I've gone back to, um, two or three times, just you know, to because there was a lot that went on in that article. You know, there's there was the interaction, there was institutional things that, that touched on public health and the idea of healing at public health. Um, you know, so I think that the idea of healing—I mean, defining healing—is a big thing, right? Absolutely. And this this article is pretty general in mm. terms of that. It doesn't go into necessarily what is, you know, healing. I don't think does it.
0: Not, not uh, you know, not per se. Not deeply. <laughs> not right. deeply, right? And I and I th- I love this this paragraph that was in the article where I believe he's referencing uh, Dr. Lowen's uh, book, but he, he says, you know, he, he calls for a return to the fundamentals of doctrine, listening to know the patient behind the symptoms, carefully touching the patient during the physical exam to communicate caring, using words that affirm the patient's vitality, and attending to the stresses and situations of his life circumstances. Now, and I, think, I think that covers off a, a, a quite a bit of that,
1: Right. So, right. So, so when he talks about healing is replaced with treating, caring is supplanted by managing, and the art of listening is taken over by technological procedures, there's, it, it, it certainly gives us sort of dichotomous Absolutely. sort of idea of what is healing. Yeah. I don't know necessarily if I agree with that. We might talk about that a little sure. bit, right? But, but, um, but it certainly sets up this idea that this pendulum, has swung from a place of fundamentally, mm-hmm. as, a, as a physician, I'm not a physician, but we come, as healthcare providers, fundamentally, there almost seems to be a, a loss of touch with that, with that part of it. I think later on in the article, he, he, Lowen talks about physicians having to avoid an industrialization of the profession. And that was like, pow. Wow. You know, you know, so before I, I go off on about five different tangents, I mean, I think what's, what, what I think is, is interesting about just reading about healing in this article is, that, is it brings that word out. And to me, it shone a spotlight on it because I think that as healthcare professional, I shouldn't speak for all healthcare professionals, but obviously for physicians, to some degree, mm-hmm. the idea of healing—it's mm-hmm. it, a bit, woo. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. And for physios, I'm, I'm, let's, I'm going to put out the the statement. I'm going to be provocative. and I'm going to say we're not comfortable with that term. Yep. We're not comfortable with healing, well, even though we use tissue healing and wound healing. We use it yeah, in a very, very, in a very confined, confined space. Confined yeah. space yeah. But really. Yeah.
0: Well, and it's interesting because this, this doctor uh, alone—I mean, he's no slouch when it comes to uh, medical, uh, you know, achievement either, right? I mean, he was uh, a prof of cardiology at Harvard, a senior physician at Brigham and Women's uh, Hospital in uh, Boston, and he also uh, pioneered the use of the direct current defibrillator for cardiac resuscitation and an implant for the cardioverter. So that's a lot of stuff that he's well, done. Well, and
1: he—and I think he won a Nobel Prize for a treatment, like mm-hmm. an actual intervention. I yeah. think it says in there, he's a Nobel Prize winner, I think. Yeah. Maybe I'm misquoting the article.
0: Yeah, no, he, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so he's, he's no slouch when it comes to, you know, helping you know, move things forward from a, from a medical treatment standpoint, yet he also, you know, really made a call for, you know, recognizing the importance of healing, right? So there's, I think you can do both, right? Like,
1: well, and he came to that because he was a patient. He was in the hospital, yeah. I believe, I believe he'd had a stroke like there was something to do with with the idea that he there was a swallow he had he had had something happen to him and there was a swallowing issue and then the, all of a sudden his treatment devolved into you know swallowing like clinicians making decisions about we're, we're now going to feed him just fluids and now we're going to maybe put a feeding tube in and now, and he said, I was not involved in any of these discussions. They were being made without me and, and they were potentially unnecessary. Right. But this is, but this was the focus, the starting to, and we get caught into this. um, Like, like what I associated with is like, I don't want to say a toilet bowl, but like it's like a a, a swirling (laughs) sort of like we get caught in it and it, we start swirling downward into this uh, focus on, the actual intervention that's a part of it right however if we're not inclusive of the patient within that will that be healing for them will that be a part of their healing i don't know well exactly and I, and i
0: th- what i liked about this article too and i mean i think this is this is why i think you know self reflection is so important and, w- and when you share your self reflections with others it really can help other people learn from these experiences too but i mean i you know it's interesting that you know, this resident actually continued on the relationship with this this patient, with Doctor Lone, because he wanted to continue this conversation around the whole topic of healing, right? And, and so he was able to move past the transactional sort of element that you know the hospital, in essence, was sort of supporting, um, and able to actually you know see him as a patient and also continue on that relationship, which I think is, is which is really powerful.
1: Really powerful. So okay, so this this intern was affected. I think he's a resident now. Um, But um, healing. Yeah, we hone in on that right word, right. So and, and, you know, what, what does it when you, Andrew, hear the word healing? What how do you respond to that within the context? Let's say let's let's keep it within the context of you
0: as a physical therapist? Well, it's interesting, because I think that I don't I don't necessarily uh, have too much resistance internally to the word healing, but I do to the word healer,
1: Yeah. right? And so, you know, I I
0: think that, okay, well, you know, I can help support someone's healing. I can, you know, maybe facilitate it, all that. Um, But to say, oh, well, you know, you're a healer, Andrew, you know, because I've had, you know, patients who, you know, been like, oh, wow, like this is just amazing or whatever, but, you know, I'm like, ooh, I I don't feel comfortable with that, right? Which is- So so
1: when you go- Ooh, yeah, because listeners, you didn't see the body language when he he went ooh, yeah. and he kind of shook his hands and mm-hmm. you know, Ugh. um. So can you unpack that a little bit, like just the uh of
0: that? Well, I think that uh, you know, I, I think there's there's definitely this uh, the concept of healer often you know evokes this concept of a guru, right, and that you have to have all the answers, you know, since you're the healer and you are dispensing of healing, right? And I know, um, you know, one of the, the words that, uh, you know, that sort of resonated with me a number of years back when I was reading a book uh, by a fellow named Henry Now, and it was called The Wounded Healer. And that, that resonated with me because I was like, okay, well, you know, in essence, there is sort of a woundedness in all of us, and we can, we can bring on that healing together, right? And so there was a sense of, of OK, well, it's not all up to you to to be the healer, right? So I would say that it, it's, it's it, I, I would say, I have, yeah, I have some challenge with that word um, because, uh, and I know just before we were you know jumping on to uh, recording, we talked about, well, who is the actual healer? <laughs> is the patient the healer? Is the interaction between the patient and the therapist the actual mechanism of healing, right? And I think that that um, so I, I think it, it's worthwhile exploring this topic because because it is it, it's it's loaded, right?
1: Well, and you you talk about the the idea of that that sort of power dynamic mm-hmm. being a healer, the laying on of hands, mm-hmm. right? And then and then move to well, is it an actual space? Mm-hmm. It is a healing is it a healing space? It is a healing environment mm-hmm. and. Well, and are we, and when does healing begin and end, right? Like when you're talking about healing, right? What is it? Like, I don't, what is healing? Is it a drive towards wholeness? Is it a, you know, is it, we're talking biopsychosocial. So, you know, we're used to in physical therapy saying tissue healing and wound healing, It keeps it very physical. Yep. But I think in, you know, when it's associated with other, with, it could be different, um, Philosophies, or you know, healing takes on a bigger meaning. And so, so to say that you know I'm a healer, yeah. um, that might imply that um, that I am, like you said, responsible mm-hmm. for something more than I could possibly give or attend to from a profession, from as a physical therapist. Yeah, exactly right even even with the even with the biggest biopsychosocial mind if i had it where does that healing begin and end for that person
0: but i do feel like uh, you know the word biopsychosocial is so sterile oh, <laughs> it's such a terrible <laughs> word and i and i wonder if if sure. expl- let's take three words <laughs> yeah mush mush them, in them, half, mush them, them together, together
1: yeah. and then have people really resonate with it that's and, right. and take it up and you know.
0: that's right be a vanguard for the concept
1: it was a good place to start.
0: Yes, but I just wonder if the word healing actually might be a way into sort of exploring that biopsychosocial model in in a in something that has a little more life and a little bit you know more depth to it, right? Um, and, and I mean that's maybe something we you know we explore sort of on, on another you know episode, but I think that uh, I think that healing to me I, I you know I, I feel like when I look at the you know when I think of the word healing I'm like okay. There's so much that goes on, like, and that's why I found that, that, that paragraph that was in, in uh, this article where, um, you know, talking about, you know, sort of that listening to the patient, you know, carefully touching the patient to show that you care, you know, using the words, uh, to, to express the patient's vitality, you know, attending to the patient. Like, I feel like those are all things that are very much, you know, uh, attributes of a healer, right? And, and a healing environment. That really resonates with me. And I know that when we had, you know, when we've chatted before, you know, you had that mentor. Um, Jackie. Yeah. Like mm. from, from your psychotherapy training, right? And, oh. and maybe you can share a little bit yeah. about that, right? Well,
1: so my psychotherapy training, basically, just to give you a little bit of background, was based, um, the, the, the psychotherapy method is Hikomi, which is mm. a body-centered, mindfulness-centered uh, approach um, that really integrates... It lands in principles, and Taoist principles, actually, but they're very, you know, a- applicable principles. So principles of mindfulness, mm-hmm. organicity, unity, mind body holism, and there's a fifth one, and it, you always forget the last thing. The last It'll come to me later, and I'll blurt it out. But it's grounded, the method is grounded in those principles, and it pulls from all different, we use cognitive behavioral-like mm-hmm. techniques mm-hmm. within it or, um, you know, psychodynamic sorts of frameworks to think about transference and counter-transference and, and those sorts of things. But that's all kind of noise, right, in, in some ways, because really what what it's about, what really Hakomi is about is developing relationship and developing relationship through those principles, mm-hmm. right? So if you can be present with people, if you can be in a, in a position of being non-judgmental, being genuine, right? Allowing that person so the the basic premises is is things happen organically and that person has the power to he, has their own power to heal, yeah. right? And you're helping them realize those things. Yeah. You're you're creating a space, a space where exactly. that can happen, yeah. Yeah. right? A safe container. So back to Jackie. She out of all the trainers and they were all superb therapists. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I would go and see any one of them as a patient. Right. right? But Jackie had this way of, and I don't know what, what maybe personality, maybe it came from, she had a sitting practice. So she was, you know, she, she meditated Yeah, 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 sitting meditation practice. Um, you know, but she was able to just be, just be with the person across from her.
0: Hey, I just wanted to have a quick pause to introduce you to today's podcast sponsor, Soul. They're off-the-shelf moldable insoles, and it's the brand of insoles that I recommend to my patients and have for years. The reason I recommend them is that they're heat moldable by the patient, they've got a great arch support, and they come with options to help with different foot issues. It's really easy for customers to order, and when you refer them to Soul, they get free shipping and 10% off. Make sure to check them out at yoursole.com forward slash health dash professionals that's dot ecom forward slash health dash professionals all right back to the show
1: and so what would happen was was because she was so still right and because she was so present she could hear the patient and see the patient from a place of non-judgment mm-hmm. and when she could hear what was happ- when she when she found that like something really stood out to her about what the patient said or what she was noticing with with what the patient was doing maybe some posture or or or, or some movement she would be able to contact that so just be able to say hmm that sounded really like a difficult moment with your mother and The statement itself, that sounded like a difficult moment with your mother, benign. Seems relatively (laughs) benign, right? Or mm, your shoulder, your shoulders tighten up or you stop breathing. When you said that, bam, it was like people would just sometimes get emotional. Sometimes it would just open up a whole other area of discussion. I guess I don't want (laughs) to... Starting to get too much into into yeah. these things, but but I get very passionate about it because because it was really about that person being able to exist and be in that space for who they were, mm-hmm. and f- I don't know on a meta level they felt as though they were being accepted and being held in a space. So you know if we could do that with with these things that are within this article, mm-hmm. right? You know. The listening, the being in non-judgment, the being able to touch carefully, you know, really touch carefully. I always tell like students when I was, you know, TAing in in the program at the UVA, physio program at the UVA, your patient's head is not a cantaloupe. All right, don't when you're when you're you know in the orthopedic classes and you're 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 you know teaching palpation skills or whatever, right? And part of the assessment, and I'm like, your patient's head is not a cantaloupe. All right. Yeah. So just be very mindful, calm yourself. Treat it with care. Treat it with care yeah. and calm yourself, mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. before you go in. And so, so where were we? What was the question? That that creation of that sort of
0: yeah. Like, and I think you know that that explore, like exploring that idea that as as therapists we are we are creating a healing space, right? Really, where both people are coming together. Uh, you know, and the patient is. Is also responsible and, and sort of needs that place to be able to explore, it, you know, whether it's different emotions or, or challenging different beliefs, all of those things. I think that's sort of what we were getting at. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, just not not to sort of set a definition around healing. I think we want to sort of look at that maybe at a later point. Yeah, but that's a big. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a big topic, right? But I think that you know this was another quote from the article that I really liked. You know that that doctors and this was a quote from the book, um, from Dr. Lone's book was doctors no longer minister to a distinctive person, but concern themselves with fragmented, malfunctioning body parts. You know, and I and I think that it's, you know, we, we I think it's so easy to to jump to that right as therapists to be like, okay, okay, well it's your shoulder that's the issue. Okay, let's let's talk about your shoulder. And you know,
1: what tests have you had yeah, done? Yeah, what yeah. treatments have you had on your shoulder? Yeah. And, and so all of those questions, the structure of language and the structure of how we we open up conversations yeah. with our patients, yeah. right? That automatically target like it limits us. It puts us in a box.
0: Oh, it does. And I mean, and I and I, I just cringe when I hear of uh, clinics where you know they're doing an assessment and treatment in like fifteen minutes. I'm like, how do you even? How is that even possible? Like, you can't you can't have a meaningful conversation with a person <laughs> sitting across from you when when you're actually uh, when you have when you're that constrained with time, right? Uh, And that environmental pressure to just move to the body part.
1: Right, right. And so now you're talking about environmental pressures to do that. So all of the things that structure how we engage or even our mindset. So, you know, pulling from uh, Derry's podcast, that sort of your mindset going in, right? Do you have a healing mindset? Do you have a growth mindset, right? And what would that feel like in your body? What would you feel like in your body if you took that on? how would that how would that change the way you approached people the way you approached your practice the way you approached yourself in, yeah. <laughs> in that in well, the interaction you know? because i mean
0: you yeah. you're 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 as much a part of that equation in terms of that healing space right yeah. as a therapist and the stuff that's going on in your day um but it's true like i mean you know if you before you enter into that uh, that patient uh, cubicle room, if you ask yourself well you know what what am i going how can I support a healing environment with this patient today, right? What if we asked ourselves that question yeah. when we walked before we walked in, yeah. right? How do we change how we talk to our patients, how we, you know, the, the interaction, yeah. right? What would we listen for yeah. that we maybe would yeah. just ignore?
1: What's your intention? Yeah. What is your intention when you enter into your And do you want to know what like for me it's it's a very it's a very kinesthetic mm. body sense, yeah. right, of of like I can I can breathe that in almost yeah. right for other people it might be um, you know like a word or a phrase that that connects them to being grounded yeah. like you know you don't even have to some people might I think just eh, 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 with the word healing mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so uh, I mean I think that's a whole other
0: well I don't think we need to get stuck on the word uh, right but well, yeah
1: well we, yes and no yeah. I mean I think I think that 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 can open up a lot of you know, so what are you know, yeah. what are your challenges with healing? Yeah, and why, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think that opens up other conversations. But at the same time, if the if the aim is to go in as the most grounded therapist mm-hmm. that you can be mm-hmm. in that moment mm-hmm. with every patient that you see in that day, then what do you need to do to ground yourself or he, center. or or center or or be that be or if it, if it is for you, yeah. A healing presence. What do I need to be? If I if I can exude a healing presence, what would that be? How would I be? How would I feel? What would I be saying?
0: Yeah, no. That uh, that definitely changes. It sh- it can shift the axis in terms of how you're looking yeah. at your patient interaction, right? Because I mean, I don't think that it often has to be, you know, a hundred eighty degree turn in terms of what we're currently doing. I think a lot of times it's like it's yeah. so just a five degree tilt. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's just it's just a slight tilt. Changes our perspective. Changes. Changes a story that we're telling ourselves, but also the story that we were putting on that patient, right? And now we can start to look at things. We're gonna be taking in new information too, right? Yeah. If we if we change that story, like what Derry talked about, right? So I think it's just those slight shifts, right? And I think that that, mm. that literally half a second of centering and, and orienting yourself, you know, before that patient interaction can can totally change the entire dynamic of that that's that session
1: well the session right and you know and the and, the, and the relationship but also I think we like we were talking about leaving ourselves out of the equation we leave ourselves out of the equation in terms of how we are feeling and how we're being fed by mm-hmm. by the interaction right and if, it, if if therapeutic relationship is a two-way street if it's mutual yeah. then what's the reciprocal? What are we get? What are not not getting, but how are we being nurtured by it or being fed by it? But also, I mean, you talked about the wounded healer, right? And so, going back to my psychotherapy training, mm-hmm. okay, um, it, one of the basic assumptions with Hakomi, and, yeah, and I I am going to take a leap and say with other methods of yeah. psychotherapy, is that you have to be very aware of your own baggage. Because, well, for example, in psychodynamic therapy, there's transference and co-transference. You know, how are you reacting to and projecting onto your clients or your patients, yeah, yeah. right? Um, and and so for us, so I became a certified Hakomi practitioner, right? Um, but that process was about a four-year process, two years of kind of course and very experiential learning. Yeah. but it's a competency-based. Certification, right? So we didn't have to write tests, but we were being observed and whether we could hold or maintain the principles, how we were behaving, but also how we were growing in terms of understanding ourselves and our own triggers, our own tensions, our own, you know, um, what would cause us to tighten up and then project. So for example, one of my projections um, or one of my challenges was it was hard for me to trust that I didn't have to take care of the person across from me, Mm -hmm. right? So, uh, and meaning that I would get uh, triggered with emotion, oddly enough, you know, because people would, when when I was a beginning physio, people would seem to want to cry in front of me all the time. So I don't know what that was about. But regardless, that would, when I was across in a psychotherapy way that I found it challenging to maneuver. I would start to freeze up Mm -hmm. and then I wouldn't trust that that person was going to be okay. And so what it, what it would do is it would, is it would halt the progress, right? It's like, I couldn't trust that this person was going to be okay. Something bad was going to happen. The core belief for me, something bad is going to happen if you get too emotional and I'm hurting you somehow. So I got to clean that up. I got to clean you up right? Yeah. I got to take care of you. Yeah, that's
0: right. You know? We got to fix this. We got to fix this,
1: <laughs> right? I got to fix this or I got to stop yeah. this from yeah. happening. And so my, my, I had to work through that through my own therapeutic pieces, mm-hmm. right? As a patient, but, but also when I went back into, into practice, um, I had to work through that and I'm still, it still comes up for me. Mm-hmm. It's still something that in my personal relationships or, you know, it, it comes up for me mm-hmm. that I, that I, you know, that's that's something that i needed to work on there are lots of other things i needed to work on let me tell you
0: well you know what yeah that makes sense i mean i think that uh we somehow think that our own baggage (laughs) doesn't play into our interactions with our patients that somehow this just sort of like poof disappears (laughs) and all of that has no bearing like i mean like and i know that you know there's been you know some some articles i've come across recently in terms of you know how the therapist belief around pain and therapist belief around low back pain and function all that, how that impacts patient recovery and patient beliefs, right? Because we we carry that through, right? And and how we talk and the language we use and you know how we guide you know our patients in terms of the recovery, and I and it's interesting you know that that we somehow almost create this dichotomy in ourselves to say that oh well I'm. I've got my therapist hat on, therefore.
1: Therefore, I don't have these other things that my partner yeah. or my my friends are challenged with. It's like, oh no, no, no. Yeah. We go to psychodynamic theory, oh yes you do. Oh yes you do. It follows you with all of your relationships. And so a part of that healing process for us, mm-hmm. if we're talking about our own healing, our patients are our mirrors or, or are our can be our ways of of, of under yeah. and understanding ourselves. Yeah. Right, yeah. and we if we have a growth mindset, if we have that mindset yeah. of I want to grow as a as a person, as a human yeah. being, right? Not just so I can help people get better, yeah. right? Yeah. That's the outcome. But uh, it it I don't know. For mm-hmm. me, I guess yeah. it's it's bigger than that.
0: Well, and that's interesting. You know, like to say, okay, well, you know, rather than just labeling, oh, that patient is non-compliant or whatever term you want to use, or a motor moron or whatever, you know looking at those opportunities and saying hang on a second maybe it's not about the patient right what, what is it about me that yeah <laughs> that's actually bringing that in right yeah. like that's actually bringing that dynamic into this interaction in this space that that has been created with the therapist patient and you know relationship right and so maybe that's and it, and i mean i think that's also where we can can we look at and identify some of these potential patterns right you know mm-hmm. It, do patients consistently, you know, respond this way to me as a therapist?
1: Or just within the therapy, and maybe it's yeah.
0: me. Well, exactly, right? But, I mean, the thing is that maybe that the patients are are signaling to you that there, there's something going on in terms of how we're acting, right? Yeah. And our, on
1: our beliefs, our core beliefs mm-hmm. about – so a core belief could be, you know, around um, how hard people work. You know, if you're a hard worker – right? Sure. Yeah. You know, and, and somebody doesn't, um, maybe do their exercises, mm-hmm. right? The assumptions that we jump to, mm-hmm. right? And Hey, you want to know what, jump to those assumptions, but be aware that you're jumping to the assumption yep. and then be able to retreat and create some space for yourself to, to breathe and take a look at that assumption.
0: Well, and I mean, I think another ex- assumption that, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, um, that I have is, is you know, it a patient that maybe is, is expressive in terms of describing their symptoms or their pain, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that, you know, that I'm like, well, hang on a second. Well, it can't be that bad or, you know, oh, you're just exaggerating, right? Yeah. And, I, and and so the thing is, is that for me, I need to look back and say, okay, well, you know, why do I have that belief around expression of emotion and, and not even just like patient crying in the treatment room, but actual like their, their expression of their pain experience, right? Yeah. What, what, why do I bump up against that?
1: Yeah, I like that. The the bump, you, you bump up against it and we all have, like we, this is, and so, so we're going off, like, you know, we're doing that loop, right? Um, You know, (laughs) so we started, but, but I think this is all, it, it ties in because we're, when we're talking about quote unquote, setting up a healing environment and who's healing and who's doing the healing and whose responsibility is it to heal and all of that. Um, And then we think about the bigger idea about our profession Mm -hmm. and, you know, we see burnout and all of those things. And Jackie, Jackie, so Jackie, the psychotherapist, master trauma therapist. All right. So, So not
0: easy patients.
1: No, like she, she saw like, you know, lots of PTSD from different types of of traumas, right? Um, and she said, I, "I, I, don't get burnt out. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, because of the sense of, of, of well, the principles that she operated within, right, within her practice, yeah. but also the, the principles about how she, she, those principles transmitted to her life because it's a realization that the way we interact with patients, we also interact with other human beings, yeah. Yeah. you know, and and so, so when she would go into Sessions with patients, she could see a full day of patients who had more traumatic injuries, um, and not feel drained by mm. it because she knew her own boundaries and she knew her own triggers, yeah. right? And yeah. so she could she could separate herself from attaching to what was going on with her patient. Mm-hmm. Right, while still sitting, while still providing the space of loving kindness yeah. and trusting that that you know holding that space would help move them forward.
0: Interesting, yeah, and that I mean that's a whole other topic too in terms of burnout and and all that. But I think it's I think this you know and really the goal for for our conversation today was let's just open up this. Uh, this door a little bit. Let's crack it open. Uh, let's start. Let's start talking about this. Uh, this idea of of healing, um, because it it uh, it impacts our patients. It impacts us as therapists. And and there's a lot to unpack there. And, and we definitely encourage you to check out this, uh, this article, we'll put it in the show notes as well so that, um, mm. you can take a read through and we'd love, uh, to, you know, to get your thoughts and, uh, and feedback on, on this topic. And, um, yeah, I think we'll, we'll continue to explore this in sort of this various permutations <laughs> coming up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was good. Oh, and you want to know what listeners out there? keep the conversation going on, you know, Twitter or, or wherever, you know, if you have ways that you ground yourself or, or ways that you really enter into consciously enter into your interactions with patients, share them because heck, I know that we're not the only two people talking about this or thinking about this or, or feeling this way. And so, um, I think it helps to, you know, we can help one another out.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode. It's uh, great having you on the show today. Uh, Now, if you've been enjoying the new show, I'd love for you to leave a review on uh, iTunes as this just helps uh, more people find out about the podcast and we'd love to to get your feedback.
1: And if you want to check out the show notes uh, from the podcast, just go to ignitephysio.ca forward slash
0: podcasts. And if there's any topics that you want us to cover, just uh, shoot us an email at hello at ignite physio.ca. And we'll make sure to get back in touch with you and, and see what we can do there. So anyways, thanks for joining us on the show today. Take care.
1: All right. Bye bye.